to head on goal, and Jordan Morris has done it. Appealing in vain for offside, the Chicago Fire defenders. Jordan Morris from the doorstep saves the day for the Sounders. the other way. Look who's running hard after defensively. Wayne Rooney, the net is empty. Big collision by the captain. That is unbelievable effort. Rooney putting one up. Bacosta. The Stateside Soccer Show with Logan and Jordan. Hello and welcome to the Stateside Soccer Show. My name is Jordan Wiegand and with me today, as always, is Logan Stump. That was really fast and terrifying. <laughs> good Lord. Um, no, that was good. I, and I, I was trying to uh, speak louder because of my mic being a little farther away. Right, and then right. I was in this like almost like 1940s radio host uh Breaking news, announcer. right? I don't really know what's going on. Speaking I, really fast. I do think that having a podcast recorded before this, because we just did, we just got off of our um, FC Dallas podcast. I think it helps us because we practiced and we're ready to go. Whereas, like when we yeah. when you're first getting into the first one, it's like okay, it takes me some behind time. the scenes. We just yes. are recording this right after the other one. Right. There you go. But also behind the scenes, uh, yesterday with the stoppage time, I paused a long time before saying the name of the podcast. Yes, you did. I was so 36 podcast guy. But with this one, where we're already kind of in that groove, it was like, okay, I can just go really fast. But uh, to slow it down for some people, this is the Stateside Soccer Show. My name is Jordan Wigand, and I have Logan Stump with me. We are previewing LA Galaxy today. I'm excited about this one. I'm pumped. And I know why you're excited. Why? Why do you think I'm excited? I Well, there's two things. The kit and Landon Donovan. I don't think I'll bring up Landon that much. Come on, dude. I told uh, him in Twitter that I know be... you said that I would. I just don't know how I'd bring it up. He's lying. I'd have to think of a good uh, uh, just wait. pivot. Just you wait. Just you wait. <laughs> You're like, with the absence of Landon Donovan for the last five years, uh, <laughs> what... <laughs> Uh, every question turns into Landon Donovan love yeah. fest. Um, but uh, I am excited about this mainly because th- this is uh, this reminds me of like okay like uh, I don't hate the Galaxy the way people do, but this reminds me of like a Manchester United right. One of the one of the best teams in the league, fallen on hard times right, trying to turn it around. But I think Greg Vanny is better than Olegona Soskar. So I, I'm going to agree. We'll get into Agreed. that, I guess, with, with that. Who do we have? Who do we have with us today, Logan? Yeah. So today uh, we have the guys over from LA is our house. They're coming over to our house here at Stateside Soccer Show. So that'll our be fun. In the middle of the, we better get monetized. Yeah. But don't, yeah, don't yeah. say too much. Though, <laughs> you don't want to get, you know, copyrighted. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, we have them. They're the unofficial LA Galaxy podcast. And, I was listening to a couple of their shows they had just done on on the kit and 
uh, every Galaxy podcast that you listen to because there's been such a disaster with the kit, which I'll ask them about because um, the MLS where you get different patches and the honey patch was on one and then it, it was a disaster. But the kit broke the internet, so I'm excited to talk to them about that. But what are you excited for, Jordan? What do you? I mean, I know you're just talking about hard times. Uh, I am excited to talk, Greg. But what else are you excited to talk about? Well, I am excited to talk, Greg, because I do think that is this our first team with a new manager in charge? Yeah. Other than Austin? Yeah. Yeah. So, unless if I'm blanking on anybody, but uh, so I think that adds some good questions of you know, how is this team going to look under a different manager? Um, so I'm excited to get into that. Uh, I, I, I do like Chicharito. He's my favorite Mexican player of all time. So I, I do want to speak to him. I always wanted Chelsea to sign him away from United. Um, so I do want to speak a, a little bit of that as well. But um, other than that, there's not a lot to get excited about with them so far. So... Uh, we'll see how it goes. But I was going to say it's been a rough couple days too. Um, they just had where their best player, yes, uh, is from what I had seen charged with rape, which you know I know that they've been dealing with. I think they were aware of this case back in I want to say January. Um, that's, that's when something... he was. That's when he was uh... That's when he was accused. For yeah, sure. Yeah, because I, 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 I think it think, just got out to us though. I, mean, right. I don't remember that being. A, I don't know when the club thing. found out. It'll be something that we can ask them. But it seems like it's been something that's been coming. Um, and he was kind of they were trying to figure out his uh, loan deal was what they were trying to do because he wasn't technically with the club. Yeah, he was, was on writing, loan, so right. they wanted to uh, purchase him full time. Right, because I was writing on the show notes. I was. It was basically like he won't be back maybe but now it's like i don't see where they let him come back um because i, I mean orlando just went through the same thing yes. uh with their player so if we use that as a basis i would say that pavone coming back is off the table but that sends them scrambling now though now they were also linked with luciano acosta former dc united player uh, oh no, they weren't. Sorry, I, I'm thinking of. I gotta edit this. Giovinco. They were linked to Giovinco, who played for Greg Vanny at Toronto. That uh, now he's a little up there in age now. But uh, that might be where they get that from. So I I do want to ask them about that possibility of maybe Giovinco coming back to MLS. Um, maybe a little past his prime this time. But uh, if you can't get Pavon. Uh, and I'm not going to say if you can't get Pavon, I'm going to say you probably shouldn't get Pavon after that, unless if he's known as innocent, but you know, that that's going to take a bit. So at this point in the season, it's, you know, with the season coming up soon, it might be best to just kind of move on from him. As sad as it is on a competitive side, it's the right thing to do on a, on a human side. And uh, that should take precedence. Uh, you know, over that. So uh, they will lose a player that is, you know, instrumental to how they played last year. And they were hoping to get, you know, kind of full time. Uh, and you're now scurrying for a replacement. And maybe they did know about it earlier because that would explain why they were even looking at Giovinco. So who knows? Uh, but they might be going in without a Pavon or without a Giovinco and without that playmaker you know, that can turn the tide. So we'll see how that goes, but I guess let's go ahead and, and, and welcome them on. 
the guys from LA is our house galaxy podcast uh, fan podcast. How are you guys doing today? Hey, hey what's going hey, on? Doing, what's well, up? <laughs> so if you guys could each uh, introduce yourself and, uh, you know, uh, state how long you've been a fan or, you know, how long you've been following the team when you guys started the podcast, all that kind of stuff. And I guess we'll start with uh, Lewis. All right. Uh, so uh, my name is Lewis, uh, one of the co-hosts for LA's House. I've been a fan since the inception of the league in 1996. Um, started following soccer in 1990, World Cup 1990, and uh, that was around the time that the United States was awarded the World Cup with, you know, a promise that a league would follow. So mm-hmm. um, I was very excited uh, about uh, that prospect once I started getting into the sport. So uh, probably been a fan even since before 1996. So um, immediately fell in love with the Galaxy. Uh, and then we started our podcast uh, back in ch- 2015, I believe. Um, and that was... Uh, uh, Bobby's idea, and uh, this is Bobby. Hey, man. So, yeah, definitely. Galaxy fan since 96. Again, I know we're sounding like the goddamn uh, <laughs> merchandise, um, but it's not a lie. That's who we are. Um, uh, I got really heavy, heavy, heavy into uh, football soccer. I call it football soccer, not just soccer. Uh, <laughs> since uh, the World Cup 94, honestly, uh, that's when, like, you know, the swell of it all just just took over me. Um, and then that's when like, you know, MLS came into, into flourishing and I was just like completely on board and that was my team, the galaxy, uh, Rose bowl, everything just straight up. Uh, and yeah, like what Lewis said, you know, on a whim, I was drunk and I said, let's do a podcast. And, um, this is where we're at now. Shape. <laughs> was that four, four or five years into a, into a podcast. So, uh, my name is David. Uh, I'm also part of the LA's our house crew and, and like the guys, I've been uh, following the Galaxy since 96. Um, I would say that I didn't get really heavy into Galaxy until like the 98 season where we went to a bunch of games. Uh, and then um, I really, truly fell in love with soccer uh, for the during the 2002 World Cup uh, and, and Landon Donovan and, uh, and, and just the, everything that, that was involved in that uh, 2002 World Cup. Uh, and we've been covering this team, you know, for for good or bad ever since uh, 2015. So we're trying real hard, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Calm down. That's awesome. <laughs> I think you guys might be the first uh, fans we've had on that, you know, started following at at the beginning of the league, if if I remember correctly, right, Logan? Yeah, definitely. It's it's weird because we when the people we've interviewed, uh, most of them have been. You know, somebody that covers and then they just became a fan or somebody like uh, we had Sporting KC on and he moved from California and he was like, yeah, I just fell in love with the city. And then I my allegiances went towards Sporting Kansas City and that's how he covered them. But, yeah, this is the first time we've had somebody from that long ago um, supporting cool. the teams, which is, that's, you know, that's cool. We, we just, ends, that's that's, know, that's we, really awesome. On both ends. Except that we just revealed our age, so, you know, <laughs> <laughs> okay, whatever, like I'm trying to be 20. Hi, Phil, kids. <laughs> um, to, to start us off here with some general uh, questions for the galaxy, um, I guess we can start with uh, David on this one. Uh, what uh, your reflection on the 2020 season and what went right and what went wrong for the galaxy? 
Well, that is that is a loaded question, man. That, that's a, that's a really <laughs> start me is off. Is there with. anything that went right? <laughs> um, I I think I think the the part that went right for the 2020 season was the end of it. Like it it ended and it was over, and Galaxy fans didn't have to suffer through it anymore. Um, a lot of the a lot of the talk has been that the 2017 t- season was on record the worst season in the history of the Galaxy, and that was mainly because we brought up a lot of uh, Galaxy 2 players um, that were simply just not ready or not good enough for uh, the season for for dealing with MLS-level competition. Um, and then 2020 happened. And we argued that 2020 is significantly worse than 2017 because in 2017, you brought up a bunch of kids. They had no business being in the league uh, at that point and being given the, the amount of responsibility that the team gave them. In 2020, you had full-blown professionals um, we had talked about, you know, and it was following the, the stellar two seasons that we had with Zlatan. We were bringing in a brand new um, superstar in uh, Javier Hernandez, and it, he flopped so hard. It was unbelievable. Um, so I think, I think the things that, that the Galaxy got right in 2020 were parting ways with Guillermo Barrascoloto, obviously, it had to be done. Um, and sort of coming to terms with the fact that the culture of the team was broken, the identity was broken, and they needed to change. Um, did, did anybody else want to add to that before we ask another question, or is it, did that sum it up pretty well? I felt that gap. Let me go, Lewis, real quick, because uh, I know I'll be a lot shorter than you. Um, 2020 coming into the season was not, at least for me as the commentator, Bobby, was not optimistic for me. I came in incredibly pessimistic. I was not a buyer on Chicharito. I was not a buyer on the team that we had. I knew that we were not going to fill in the shoes of what we had the season prior, even though the season prior was not good enough in general uh, for our our legacy, you know, of 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 the galaxy. Um, but I did not see that 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 season going well. And then once we started the season pre-COVID, you know, I you know I I remember telling these guys like you know we 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 all went to the first game, you know, uh, uh, detrimental of how how crazy the virus could have been to all of us. We were all there and we 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 enjoyed the first game. But mm, well, I'll I'll remove that. We did not enjoy the first game because it was a horrible <laughs> game. Um, it was it was a game that we lost to a team that we should have never lost to in the way that we lost to them. Um, and that was a an inclination for me of the season that we were going to see ahead of us. And and honestly, that 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 came into flourishing. Um, I was incredibly disappointed with this team uh, in 2020. David is right that the only good thing that they did was that they righted their wrongs at the end of the season. They got rid of GBS. Um, They're trying to bring in a little bit stronger players, a little bit more veteran players um, to to hold on to, to the structure of the team. But we'll see how it goes. Uh, That's, I mean, that's where I'm at. Lewis. Uh, so for me, yeah, I mean, these guys pretty much said everything. Um, you know, I I basically knew where we were headed after that home opener. Um, that's when I, I remember driving home from, from the game and saying, this is going to be a really, really long season. 
Uh, you just lost at home to Vancouver. Um, did not look good. Um, I saw the exact same thing that I saw in the previous game against Houston and the exact same style of play that I saw all of the previous season. Um, and that was what we thought was, at the time, it was Latan ball. That Okay, we're catering to Zlatan. He needs the ball. We have to get it to him. And he's the only guy that's going to be able to do anything with the ball. And we were doing the exact same thing. It turned out it wasn't Zlatan ball. It's actually Skelota ball. That is his style. That's what he's bringing to the table and he's not bringing any other ideas and so in game number two i said this is it like it's going to be a long uh season i i you know in the back of my head i was like i don't even want to see this you know uh see this team play like this ever again and you know then then the lockdowns happened so that you know the world took me at my uh took that literally yeah. I'm like, they're no, like no, you don't have not. to watch them now <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> I'm like, I didn't mean that quite literally, but you know, Honestly, I knew... that little pause we thought was going to be something that was good for us, which didn't I, end up happening. I, well, I didn't. <laughs> we I, like, I oh. actually was the one that kind of stayed pessimistic. I said, look, we, we said things were going to be different under GBS. We said things were going to be different in game number one, but we said, no, you know, it's in Houston. It's a tough, it's a tough venue to play in. Uh, we struggle with Houston. So, you know, the, the season will, will turn around against Vancouver at home. We're going to score like seven goals. Uh, end up losing the game, and that's when I said nothing's changing. So when the MLS is back tournament started, I said nothing's changing. We're going 0-3. And you know, if it wasn't for a last-minute penalty in that final game, I would have been correct, and we would have went 0-3. And you know, I, I basically had no hope for this team, and um, I, I was disappointed in that they proved me right. Um, I wanted to be proven wrong, but you know, the the way that this team just kind of sputtered out, you know. Um, no heart. There was no. It seemed like they were giving up. They they were giving up four, five, six goals to you know your two biggest rivals, and you know it just didn't really seem that they even wanted to be there. Um, and it, it was just really disappointing. I think it hit a low note when uh, our, uh, our our Galaxy commentators, uh, the great Joe Titino, you know, he's always optimistic. Always has a you know. A, uh, something positive to say is always looking at the bright side of things. And he said, this is not good enough. And ev obviously everyone, uh, you know, heard it. Um, that was kind of big. You knew that if he was saying stuff like this, things were really bad. And I'm not sure if it was the game after maybe two games. Um, that's when GBS got fired. I think it was the game he after. He, he couldn't continue to just blatantly yeah. lie to you. Yeah, it, it, yeah, very, <laughs> very hard to spin. That's the any... issue. Like, like that's why he got forced to get to that point. Like, it, like he can't lie to you. Like, it's obvious. <laughs> it was obvious yeah. to the entire league. Yeah. yeah. So, needless to say, 2020 was for several reasons uh, a a year to forget. Uh, if if you were a Galaxy fan, especially if you were a Galaxy fan. I, I think the question was what went right. <laughs> wrong. Uh, but yeah so it doesn't sound like again what you went said right. <laughs> nothing at the end of it but Go so just uh, uh you know uh you guys are a podcast so you might have people that you know give you feedback on on how they thought the you know the season was going to go or you might be tapped into you know the la fan base as a whole but i kind of felt the vibe that i was always getting from twitter either nationally i'm not sure how it was in la was that was Latan gone that this team could actually be better, right? Because they wouldn't be relying on one guy. Uh, 
instead it seemed like it was the total opposite way, you know, that they were way worse without him because he wasn't there to be the one hitting in the goals from the crosses and they continued playing that same style, like you mentioned. But, um, you know, people would kind of say about how much like Zlatan was a jerk or, or whatever to some of the team members. Uh, but it sounded like you guys maybe thought that that wasn't going to be the case. Is, is, is that how like the LA fans were, were they upset that Zlatan wasn't coming back for 2020? Well, it, well, well, it depends. It's a, it's a seesaw here and there, you know, it depends on yeah. the type, type of fan you talk to. Um, it depends, you know, like they're, they're the Zlatan, the faithful that say that like, nobody's going to be as good as him. You know, uh, and then there's going to be the fans that are super excited for Chicharito to come in and be like, yeah, he's going to rock it, you know. Um, so, you know, it just depends. It's a seesaw. But, you know, that all changes when the season starts to yeah. play out. And and, and to be you fair, know? Bobby, I think, you know, both of those things can be true. There can be the no, nobody's as good I mean, to be as good as Latin. And then, you know, it's going to be the seesaw. What's what's interesting is, you know, you talk about how, you know, whether or not we're connected to the Galaxy fan base. I don't know if you guys know this, but there's like 15 other Galaxy related podcasts. There's a whole yeah. community of of, uh, of of Galaxy independent content creators. And so the great thing about us is that we all have differing opinions, but certainly what happened overall, last year overall assumption on social media though yeah yeah but yes there, but what happened last year is we all kind of reached the same conclusion pretty much at the same time um was that this team is a disaster um some of us had been saying it for a long time some of them were slow to get there but eventually everybody got there around you know arrived met at a point um and you know it, i think that the 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 thing about everybody thinking things were going to change because we weren't relying on one guy. Um, the problem was we were still relying on one guy and that guy happened to be a lot weaker, have, a lot smaller, a to lot. Have the worst year of his life, not only professionally, but personally. Person, um, yeah. And, 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 you know, the thing that, that happened was Ethan Zubak got put into a position that he should never have been put into, into, he had no, everybody got mad at Zubak. I was like, the guy, the, the, you can't blame this guy. He for, was the only guy I did not get mad at the whole entire season. <laughs> I, I, I certainly spewed out my level of hate for Ethan Zubak, but the guy it was in a position situation. that he never should have been put in. And you can't blame him for that. You have to blame the organization that put him in that position because there was never, ever, ever, after Ola Kamara left, there was never a backup for Zlatan. And that continued into the following season. So, I mean, you know, it's it's one thing to say, yeah, Zlatan had a you know had had a, a problem with some of the people in the locker room. Some people said, oh, you know, some people are soft because whatever. No, I think you can have a teammate that you don't like, and it's okay to say you don't like him. Um, <clears throat> but ultimately, the the that spoke to more of the 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 locker room and the organization as a whole being broken. It was it was just Zlatan put a huge spotlight on it. Yeah, I think just to go off of that, um, if you look at where you know Zlatan is now, where you figure that okay, he came to MLS, he's washed up, this is where he's going to end his career, and then he goes back to Milan and see what he's doing now. You know, exactly. he's making everybody better. He's still scoring goals. You know, Milan was—I don't want to say irrelevant, but you know, to a certain degree, they they were irrelevant for the past few years. And then Zlatan comes in, all of a sudden, you know, um, you know that they. 
they're back at the top, or at least they're you know they're grabbing headlines again the, the way they used to uh, back in the day. So obviously Zlatan, the player, there's something special about him. That's you know once in a generation uh, type player. Um, when you talk about him being on the Galaxy and you know what did he do for this team, what did he do for the league? I mean, you're probably never going to see another player like that for a while. Um, well, as a spectacle, as a spectacle, right? Um, and he has, or he did single handedly. Um, make the galaxy in those two years that he was there, you know, kind of lifted them up from the, you know, from the abyss, from the abyss that they were in from 2017. He, you know, he comes in, uh, narrowly misses the playoffs, makes the playoffs the following year, and then he leaves and they go right back down into that abyss. So it, it's, it's kind of hard to deny the evidence that there's a reason that the two years that they were somewhat decently successful, um, he was there. So um, the the fact that, uh, and I was one of them, I said, okay, you know, we're not going to just, you know, focus all on Zlatan. We're going to play some team ball. Uh, we're going to get into that 4-3-3 that Scalotto really wanted to play, and it's going to be, you know, extremely offensive-minded, and, you know, we have the personnel to do it, and then, Turns out that that wasn't the case. You know, I was one of them. We were the fan base was kind of split, but as David said, at around the same time, we started noticing, yeah, this is this was all Zlatan, um, and this team was just poorly built. It was poorly built, and it was Zlatan alone who actually made this team uh, for what it was in those two seasons. Well, sure. I mean, especially under the GBS rule. You know what I mean. We 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 were all waiting for something to change after Zlatan left. We were like, okay, let's give GPS some 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 sway. Let's see what he's gonna do with this team, this new team with with Chicha, and like, let's see if he can like actually create a cohesive team, which we didn't have with Zlatan. We did not have a cohesive team with Zlatan the entire time. We had a horrible defensive structure. We had a midfield that really was broken every once in a while, but it was Zlatan that was able to hold the ball and make the goals and get us past games. That was the entire thing. Um, so we were we were expecting something to actually change. We were, we were expecting something to, 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 to have a full structure, a midfield, defensive, and forward. When you don't have such a power forward, you, 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 you depend on your team. And we didn't see that outcome. And it just kept deteriorating, deteriorating, deteriorating. And, it, and you know, like David said, like the only good thing was is getting rid of GBS. All right, I think we'll transition into the next question, the hard-hitting question, one that Twitter blew up. You guys broke the internet. You broke the MLS shop. You broke the Galaxy shop. Um, tell us about the kit. Uh, it is the talk of the town, uh, at least here in Orlando. It's, I mean, people are talking about it everywhere. Um, can you show? Yeah, David's got it there. It is beautiful. Can you guys just walk us through what you guys think and maybe a grade to give it, even though it might be pretty easy? Well, it smells really nice. <laughs> um, I, I, I was the last one to get it, or at least the last one to receive it. So I'll, I'll go first. I'm currently wearing mine right now. It is uh, a, a gorgeous jersey. Uh, the, the Galaxy, you know, they haven't hit too many home runs lately. But when they do, they literally knock it out of the park. Um, and this was hit well out of the park um, with, with this jersey. Um um, for me personally, it, one of my favorite all-time Galaxy jerseys was the 1997 jersey. Um, I have that jersey. Um, it is signed by the team. 
uh, to kind of, you know, put that, you know, my favorite jersey. Um, and then they make the, uh, this jersey, which is basically, you know, the homage to that and the, the history of this team. And so um, it was definitely a must-have. And it seemed that every Galaxy fan felt the exact same way. It was a must-have jersey. It's a retro jersey with, uh, you know, uh, obviously a, a new spin on it. And it the the hype and the launch was so amazing that though it was um you know pretty much identical to the 1997 jersey it really does feel like a brand new jersey and it almost feels that like you hit that reset button from what happened last year and like okay you know let's let's start this over again um, you know, let's focus back on the good times and, you know, with the, the signing of Greg Vanny, a former alum, the signing of, uh, or of coaching staff, uh, Dan Kalichman, former alum, uh, Kevin Hartman, you know, former alum, it kind of seemed like everything just kind of came in full circles, like the perfect storm. And it just got everybody here in LA just, you know, really, really hyped up and whether they want to admit it or not, and some have. There are LAFC fans out there that really like the jersey. Yeah. So, yeah. so they do. You know, they do. Yeah. So they uh, some have reluctantly said it, and others may just keep it to themselves. But this was <laughs> uh, this jersey is on another level. It was really I mean, unfortunate uh, that the Galaxy went first, and then everybody else had to release mm, their kits. Oh, <laughs> so, and all the white t-shirts on there, right? So as as much as we gush about how great this new jersey is, and I think all of us agree 1,000% that this is the most beautiful jersey we've had in a very, very long time. Um, I mean, who knows? We might spawn another franchise based on this jersey because <laughs> that, certainly, that certainly happened once before. Um, but I don't know how much of this has sort of reached out beyond the, the Galaxy community, but are you guys familiar with Sleevegate? So um, my jersey uh, was ordered from the same store as both uh, my co-hosts, and my sleeves <laughs> this do, is not have, do not have uh, patches on me, whether MLS <laughs> patches or the, uh, the new uh, shirt sponsor, uh, the, the Honey uh, sponsor. <laughs> now, my old jersey... This is also unauthentic. This came with the old MLS uh, jersey. I mean, the old MLS patch here. Um, both my co-hosts have a honey patch, which is the new... Um, honey? Sir. <laughs> um, if you order, depending on where you ordered your jersey from, you got a different patch. If you ordered from the MLS site, you got an MLS patch and a honey patch. If you ordered from Adidas, or for, sorry, from soccer.com, you got two MLS patches. If you but ordered... I got I got the MLS site, but I only got the honey patch. No MLS patch. There you go. So it's it's all been kind of weird. And Lewis and I keep saying, like, it's almost like when you go to different comic shops and they have different variant covers of, of like, <laughs> totally. oh, that variant. You have 100%. to go to that shop. That other shop yeah. has this other variant. Um, one thing that's interesting uh, that I that I ran into today is Sporting Kansas City brought out their jersey. Um, they have two sleeve sponsors. Yeah, no MLS mm -hmm. patch. Yep. No MLS patch. Sleeve sponsor on each side. So I think that explains why the sort of blank template comes with no, no patches, no no sleeve, anything on it. Um, and then MLS probably put the patches on their own, which uh, I really yeah. want. Yeah. I really want an MLS patch. So I'm thinking I'll probably have to get another jersey to get the the MLS patch. And what what I might end up doing with this one is. Our supporter groups, uh, the Riot Squad and Angel City Brigade and Galaxy Outlaws, 
all have their own iron-on patches. So what I might do with this one, this jersey here is get those uh, iron-on patches and slap mm -hmm. them on on this jersey um, oh. and make this kind of a homage to our supporter groups. Mm. I, I don't like know, Dave. That. Like my jersey, my jersey, the 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 honey, like the supposedly the people that ordered the jerseys with the honey discount code it was the first hundred that was going to get the honey on the patch on the site. I'm pretty sure they gave it a yeah. little bit further than more than 100. But still, I'm just saying like, hey, look at I got the limited one. This is only the first 100. You know? Yeah, I don't know. It feels like limited edition jerseys all over the place. Um, but I mean, overall, the, it, it really does feel like we're reconnecting or we're attempting to reconnect with the roots of the galaxy. Um, you know, we rebranded when David Beckham. Oh yeah. Came. Beyond the patches, beyond the patches, beyond the patches and all that stuff. <laughs> um, the, the Jersey is sort of an homage to like reconnect with that, the, the roots, you know, we're sort of like going home again, which is, which we 100% needed um, going into this next season. Now that we're sort of trying to come out, drag ourselves out from the depths of, of MLS. Look, man, we're just hoping. We had a yeah, horrible this, year. This is the lie we're that we're telling ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds it's, good. It's our bubble. It's it's yeah. it's our news feed bubble that yep. we keep feeding ourselves, you know. So it sounds all it sounds great. Yeah. No, we were just Jordan and I were gushing about it when it came out as non-Galaxy fans. Um, and I just got the sense that people that we've talked to about Galaxy are jealous of the Galaxy kit. So so I think that it's perfect homage to those glory days of, of just being the dominant teams for sure that's well, you know I'm not gonna say it's not nice to hear thank you <laughs> <laughs> uh moving on from the jersey uh el trafico uh one i want to get your thoughts on the name because i think people in la like it more than people out of la um but two <laughs> um i love the name by the way but uh and two, it's, you know, produced so many good movements with uh, that, you know, that, that meeting. I think it was the first meeting, right, with uh, Zlatan coming in and oh. uh, scoring that goal from, like, half field almost. Just, and then just Zlatan willing <laughs> L.A. Galaxy back into that game and, and getting the point. Uh, was it just one point or was it all three at that point? It was all three. It was all three. That's right. All yeah. uh, three. And then, you know, the, the playoff game uh, – not last year because you guys didn't make it last year, but in 2019, no. uh, the 5 3, you know, LAFC game, it was just seems like it was always a high scoring affair, just lots of fun watching those two. Uh, so, what is your thoughts on, you know, the noisy neighbors now and uh, also the name of the uh, Classico? Well, first of all, with, with the El Trafico name, um, when, when we heard it, we go, oh, that's clever, haha, <laughs> that, that's funny. But then it was the immediate backlash of LAFC fans and and Bob Bob Bradley Bob Bradley <laughs> hates hates El Trafico and so we must love the name El Trafico because Bob <laughs> that's that's pretty much where I, I stop. have no issues with you. yeah I mean that's it doesn't, it, that's it, a true story. for me Bob Bradley issue like okay for yeah okay maybe that's a little a little side like scorn kind of thorn kind of thing yeah, but. Jam. But yeah, but like that, that, that for me, that doesn't matter. Like, it just makes sense for us that live in LA. Like, it just makes and sense. It, and like, when, know, when people that hate it that it's outside of LA, shut up. You're not part of here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Just shut up. For, for, for those of us who love MLS and who, who love the wackiness of it, you know, they, 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 
people who don't take it too seriously. You know what I mean? Like you can't come in and be like, oh, our football is this yeah. and that. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's a fun league. It's a wacky league. Um, and the name El Trafico, sure, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't live up to like the the, the legendary, ga- you know, uh, uh, rivalry games of, across the world. But it's not supposed to. You know, there's no, there was no history up, up until three years ago there. So right. the fact that the fact that it, it, it's sort of poking fun at itself, it's, it's tongue in cheek. I mean, I think it's perfect for what it is. Yeah, and I I kind of agree with David there. I think that it was it came out kind of a, um, maybe as a half joke, but witty enough to to stay, and it, it made yeah, sense as, as as Bobby said. You know, it it if you're coming from LA, you get it. Um, it is also <laughs> like the the, the play it. on yeah, and the play on words. You know, at Clasico, the traffic. I mean, you had the Dodgers yeah. and the Angels. They have the freeway series. So it's basically the same thing. You just put, you know, that classical spin on it. it it's they're literally saying the exact same it's in thing. Spanish. Yeah, it is in Spanish. It's Come on. you know, um, so That's it. you know, so it's stuck. But no, David is correct. I think the Galaxy fans embraced it simply because, like, oh, Bob Valley doesn't like it. You know, we're okay with that now. And so, but it, it got to the point where you said it so often that you know, if you're still, you know, if you're in LA and you're still arguing about the name. It's it's kind of a mood point, and they're basically telling those people, ah, just shut up. It is what it is. What this is, is the name. They, you, you gotta live with it. What did they try to call it? Like the LA Derby? I'm like, no, there was, there were there were like so a few playing. names out out there. Right there. Um, I mean, they, they always wanted to do the you know the Spanish version. They have the 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 classical uh, Angelino, you know the the, the Battle oh, of just, LA. How, um, how does that not all sound worse? Yeah, <laughs> it does. It, really it does. does. It sounds like very generic. Just, yeah. Yeah. How? How? Like El Tropicals is 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 it's, it's fun. Just, it's catchy. Yeah. It's yeah. fun. It works for the league. It it makes sense for you know the 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 Latinos here in LA. We we're stuck in traffic, bro. And you don't. And you <laughs> don't get, uh, it's a problem. Who's, it's who's real. the guy? Who's the guy on on Channel Two? Uh, Lewis that called it El Terrifico. Uh, Jim Hill. Oh, no. Jim Hill called it El Terrifico. You don't get that. You don't get that if it's not El, called El Tropico. You don't get Jim Hill saying El Terrifico. No. And it was <laughs> when, it, when it takes when it takes three hours to get to a game. It's not called El Terrifico. It's called El Tropico. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you that right now because it's been three hours for me sometimes in some of those games. Oh, yeah. So that's traffic. Worth it. Cool. It Worth just it. reminds me when you said about like the Bob. And, and LAFC fans maybe not liking it reminds me of like when somebody would come up with a nickname for somebody in like high school. And if you let them know that it gets to you, then they'll just, it's cemented at that point. Yep. They're going yep. to call you that. Sure. <laughs> Absolutely. 100%. Go, go, going on to the second part of that question about, you know, what we think about our noisy neighbors. Um, you know, there's two ways you can, you can look at this. Uh, obviously this is the, their, um, second version, They're, they are Chivas USA to us. They always mm-hmm. will be. You know, they're always going to be that little brother. Um, and um, we've you know, lived here long enough to know it. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, the the, the banter is always there, and we're just fine. You know, they, they can, uh, you know, they call us the Carson Galaxy because we're officially not really located in Los Angeles. Right. But if you're in Los that's Angeles, that's all they have to say. That's right. all they got. That's I mean, it. if you're in if you're in Southern California, if you're in LA, I mean. We even think Las Vegas is in our backyard. Las Vegas is still LA, you know. Like it's it's you know how you can tell me that you know 
you know, 12 miles down the road is in LA. So, you know, we, we can take well, the banter. We go back and forth. Um, but, you know, if I want to take a neutral stand on this, you know, the Zlatan years, when he was here, he obviously, if you look at what happened to El Trafico after he was gone, it really lost a lot of its luster. Um, not only yeah. because, you know, the Galaxy w- yep. were so bad, but when you look at the, the games um, post Zlatan, it was either LAFC dominating or it was the Galaxy dominating. Um, I know that the first game back in the ML- after the MLS is back tournament, you know, all of us were like, oh, my God, LAFC is going to run over us. It's going to be embarrassing. It's going to be so bad. And the Galaxy dominated that game. Yeah. It was it's a also, normal- but it's also played with, without fans, which I think plays a factor. I know you got, right. you know, I know that, uh, yes, it, it, it doesn't have the same luster as when the, Zlatan was here. The, yeah, but the whimsical, the luster, yeah, yeah. the excitement, but, it's not there. Without, and fans, what, without fans, it also takes a, it takes a hit in terms of the 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 spectacle of the game and it, because the atmosphere does affect the product on the field in in those cases sure. absolutely yeah so i'll, I'll, I'll move us yeah. i'll move us into the the next one um just because i'm really interested in and i think it's a great hiring is greg vanny um coming back home to la uh he calls it home um what do you guys think about the signing of, of vanny and, you know, how does he change this team? I mean, he's he's always been real flexible with tactics and his formations. Is that something that you guys see really improving the Galaxy this year? Well, Ooh, who's taking this first? I'll, 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 take, <laughs> I'll, I'll take the first one. So, okay. um, Greg Vanny was the correct pick for the Galaxy. He They had to sign Vanny. There was pretty much no other person that they can sign out there that was the perfect you know quote unquote perfect coach uh the timing of this it had to be vanny so they landed their man um but time will tell if you know what happens because the galaxy have been on this rebuilding project every year for the past five years they've had as many coaches in as many years which is not a good sign greg vanny is just another one on the list and you know the galaxy seem to believe we have the the correct team it's the coach that can't bring it all together and you know when you have five coaches in five seasons it's probably not the coach so you know greg vanny has his work cut out for him he's basically he's basically inheriting the exact same team for the most part you know albeit a couple you know new signings uh in the past uh couple weeks but you know, the spine of this team is almost entirely the same, if not worse. You lost a couple key players. Um, and I'm sure we'll get into Christian Pavon a little later on in the show, but it looks like you may have lost him as well. Um, this team has downgraded from 2020, if that's even possible. Um, so Greg Vanny is uh, has his work cut out for him. But as you said, he's flexible with his tactics. GBS was not. He was very stubborn in this is what I'm going to do for better or worse, this is how it's going to be done. Um, you know, he had a problem with, you know, substituting players, you know, he didn't make any substitutions that made any sort of difference until it was, you know, the game was already out of hand. It was too late. So, um, now you have a, a coach who I'm sure will be respected by the players, not only for, um, what he accomplished as a player, but what he has also accomplished as a coach. You know, he has a pretty nice little resume as an MLS coach. Um, and the fact that, you know, he has a coaching staff that, again, were very successful 
on the galaxy, you know, it it, it, it might actually uh, gain a lot more respect for him than uh, than GBS on that front. So maybe he gets more out of these players um, in that there might be a little bit more direction. Um, rumors are that GBS kind of mimicked the coaching style of Klinsman, saying, this is what I want you to do. Go do it and figure it out. You know, so that's the rumors that we were hearing. And uh, it kind of explained, you know, why sometimes the Galaxy were just kind of lost in, in, in those yeah. games. So um, with Greg Vanna, you're going to get a little bit more attention to detail, it looks like, a little bit more direction, a little bit more specifics on, you know, what he wants his players to do, where he wants his players to be, what he expects from these players. So um, at least on paper, it, it looks like there could be a change, but we've had some pretty good uh, personnel changes on paper that just did not, you know, play out the way we wanted to play out. So time will tell. Oh, I don't know what to say after Lewis, because he said in the beginning of that, it's not the exercise in coaching. And then he ended up with the exercising in coaching. Um, <laughs> so I don't know if I should disagree with him or agree with him. Um, but I believe that it's the exercising in coaching, because again, like, as he said, was that we still have the same essential team. We have no one really essentially different except for maybe a, a huge player that may not be on the line anymore for us, you know, as in with, within Pavon. So that is a massive, massive situation for us because I do not, I still don't need, I still don't see uh, Chicharito as being our strong forward, even though he's getting swole, even though he's working out and he's doing everything that he can do, you know, I do not see him as being that strong forward that holds the ball, that lets in, you know, mid attacking midfields come up to the ball and get into the box and do all that shit. I don't see it. So I, I don't know. It's it's again, it's an exercise in exercise in the coaching because if these if these if if this management and coaching staff can actually produce a team that is attacking and can create actual shots on goal and actual attacks compared to the team prior last year, then that is that is a plus. But right now looking at it optically it doesn't seem like it's going to be a big difference. Um, I'll, I'll disagree with uh, Bobby a little bit here and say that Greg Vanny is building, is bringing, they're bringing in players that I think Vanny is going to be able to, to utilize in ways that other coaches in previous years didn't even have at their disposal. Um, they're bringing in, <clears throat> Grand Sir, which uh, who's who's rumored to the Galaxy, they brought in Derek Williams, they brought in Jonathan Bond, who seems to be like a strong keeper. Um, even if we lose Pavon, I think yeah, that that gives that's all that gives us that gives us what right, actually but, happens. But this gives We've us a little here. bit of flexibility with the DP spot, right? If we're not if we if we move on from Pavon, and for the record, I am for moving on. Uh, you know, it's not worth uh, dealing with this. Uh, he's not our yeah, player. No, we don't have to course. do. Time to move on. That's let's fine. go get Kun Aguero. Let's go get some. You know, let's go get somebody like that. Um, as for Greg Vanny, I think the 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 flexibility in tactic is key because that is the the adaptability of uh, of MLS has changed significantly. Um, MLS has become a far more tactical league, far more technical league than it used to be. It used to be whoever was the biggest and the strongest could you know get pretty far. That was the the, the good old Bruce Arena years, right? Um, now you have to actually 
come up and be able to adjust your game plan. And that's what the Galaxy has been lacking for a while. Whether or not these players are are of the, the quality that, that we need to do something special in MLS, that's a different story. But as far as Greg Vanny goes, I think that he has the right experience to at least pull the Galaxy up a level from where they've been. And mm. and if you know what I mean, like that it really the expectation is so low at this point for Galaxy fans is well, can we at yeah. least get out of the, the, the trenches? You know, let's get above ground and then let's see where things are at. Obviously, everybody every year, every preseason, everybody's hyped up. Oh, this is gonna be the year, this is gonna be the year. Yeah. Um, well again, and we'll have we to see- wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. You know, we, well, we won't we know see- until what June, whether or not this team is really worth anything. Exactly. What we say, what we say every every episode yeah. of, on our show, it's like we're at the point where there is no prediction until we see what is on the field. Yeah. There is no prediction of how we feel, who is good, who is not, what who we believe in. But but I until we see that, something on the field. I certainly think that Greg Vanny will be able to give us more than what we've seen over the last five years. Again, I think, but I'm at the point where I don't believe it until I see it. I'm not there yet. I, I'm at, I'm with Bobby. I caught up with him because Bobby had been there for a while. So I'm at the same point. I, I personally couldn't get excited for Greg Vanny because GBS was my number one pick to replace Bruce Arena. And he finally came in in 2018. And then, you know, he, you know. And how did he, he fl- Yeah, he flamed out. So I'm like, okay, I shouldn't be the one, you know, to, uh, which coach would you like to, you know, to see in the galaxy? So I'm the last person to ask that. Uh, so um, I did want Greg Vanny. And, and, you know, it's hard to fathom him not improving from 2020. Um, it's... Would Again, the, the, the expectations are so low that, like, hey, you know, instead of in 12th, how about you get into 10th? You know, it's still <laughs> it's it's still bad, but, I mean, it's an improvement from what you did last year, you know? Right. And, and, you know, same thing with Chicharito. It's really hard for him to I be guess worse on than 2020. To me, to me, it depends on what we see on the field other than ranking. Ranking, of course, make, matters, but it depends on what we see on the field. Do we have an actual team that is a cohesive team? Do we have a team that's actually working together? Do we have a team that actually is there for each other? Because that is not what we had in 2020. Like, they were just individuals that were just lost on the field. Within and I think, individuals. And I think that's where the expectation comes in for Galaxy fans, is that the improvement has to be that are you consistently competitive? Because you can have one game... Um, where you know you, you yeah those you were those left years four, those were those no, no, no. years in, in, in twenty twenty there here good oh year, that too you know. well that that as well you know but in, in twenty twenty you had you know the 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 MLS back tournament in which you know you you, you couldn't play a, a single minute cohesively and then you come out against LAFC and then then the next three games and all of a sudden you haven't lost and you look like where did this team come from and then from then on out you just you know hit rock bottom you couldn't even win a game after that so. You know, I think for me, Greg Vanny is just, look, be competitive in every game. You're not going to win every game. And it's obviously we know that we're not going to win every game. But Again, look competitive. Yeah. You know, yeah. as look, long as we, we, we're a good team on the field, yeah. something that, that will make us a lot happier as fans. Yeah. You know? And I, I think that's what it is. Like, just move forward. Tell me that you're moving steps in the right direction. You don't have to win MLS Cup this year. But tell me that you're at least walking toward it down the line. 
Um, and I think that's what the expectation um, should be for Galaxy fans is that you, you see some sort of improvement in um, the culture of the team and how they, they, they go about playing their games. Um, I, I did want to make up one other point with, with David. And, and, you know, he has a that the Galaxy have a DP spot to play with. Um, they've always had a DP spot to play with. As of January 1st, they always had a DP spot open. Their intention was very much to have Christian Pavon in that DP spot. So I can't imagine that even if Greg Vanny was not announced, you know, before that time, that he didn't have a say. Greg Vanny very much wants Christian Pavon on that team. So whoever they pick up, um, if they do move on from Christian Pavon, whoever they pick up, it is going to be a second choice. They always wanted that spot for him. So that's what I'm saying. You're kind of downgrading one way or the other. Um, it could, you know, turn out that whoever they do pick up, you know, yeah, it works out better. But uh, as of right now on paper, again, I, I think you are, you're downgrading. So, you know, throw another obstacle into the mix for Greg Vanny and company. Yeah, I mean, for me, I mean, not having Pavone is always downgrading right now for us. <laughs> um, unfortunately, you know, but essentially it's going to have to happen with what's going on right now, right now. But I do not see any other player right now that it could be better than Pavone to me. So, like, if they got Mbappe, we're like, nah, Pavone. Oh, come on. That's so other players. You know me. I'm, I'm still, I'm like, I'm, I'm still, I'm still not saying no to Javinko. I know mo- everybody's saying no, but. <laughs> that's what I wanted to, that's what I wanted to bring up, actually. Uh, because of his history with Vanny, there were some rumors of Giovinco, but he's kind of like, uh, you know, getting up there in age and not been playing in the best league. So, it sounds like Bobby, you're for it. Is everybody else not for I'm, it? Tam, Tam. Right now, I'm okay. It depends. On, like for these guys, it's about Tam. But right now, with Pavone out, I'm just saying go for it. Nah, nope, right. nope, 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 nope. You have to, you have to bring Jovinko in as a Tam player, or even not, no Tam, no allocation money. That would be even better. Um, but I don't think you waste yeah, a deep but that's a like, Blaze Matuidi situation is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, buy, him a, buy him a house in LA and, and put him on the minimum. That's just thing. That's just the thing. It's not reality. That's not going to happen. That, that's so up to like, closer. That's not up to me. That's up to Dennis to closer. No, no, that like that, no. That's just that's just reality in MLS and, and trading and, and and money. Like that's just not going to happen. I think you can so, make like out without DP spot for Jovinko, especially at 33, 34. Uh, you got to sweeten up the pot in very different situations, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Hey, you want to live in LA, Jovinko? No, I'm pretty sure he pretty, could. That's I mean, pretty sweet. Sure. <laughs> no, I know. Hey, it's, it's Saudi Arabia, sweet. LA. They both got sick. No, I know. I, definitely. <laughs> definitely. But I mean, look at if we could get if we could get something working. I am 100 percent down for Giovinko. Well, we got. Um, we got- I know these guys. I know these guys. If we could get it to work in 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 their ma- in the manner that they want it to happen, they're one hundred percent too. Um, we get the small just... chicharito now, man. It's not gonna matter. <laughs> oh, don't even start with me. So I'll move it on to. Um, I do want to talk about Sebastian Jet, just because his success with the U.S. men's national team seems a lot higher than the success he's had with Galaxy just from watching and observing him from afar. Uh, do you think that this might be a coaching change that, that sees more of him playing in that kind of role that he plays with U.S. men's national team? Or is it just the same Sebastian Legette that we're going to get for 2021? 
Well, the, the roles of Leggett in the national team versus the roles of Leggett in, in the Galaxy are significantly different, right? Um, you have a player who is surrounded by much better players when he's on the national team, and he's given a, a different role. I think that I would say that Greg Vanny is closer to Greg Berhalter than GBS or Siggy Schmidt were, were to the style of play that Greg Berhalter liked to use. Um, which makes Legit successful. Um, I do think that he has kind of let Galaxy fans and, Gal- and and the Galaxy as an organization down in terms of... I don't want to say the level of... It's effort, a little complicated with the Galaxy. It's, it, is, it is a little complicated. But yeah. the leadership, I would say the leadership portion, that that's where Legit is lacking. And I think that's something that really, really needs to step up. This team doesn't have leaders. Um, Legette should have been one. And we saw when he was there with Zlatan, you know, he got a little so mad When it comes about, to the Galaxy. Is what you're when it comes here. to the Galaxy. When it comes to the Galaxy. I don't think he needs to be a leader in the U.S. national team. He just doesn't have to no, be. No. But there, there, were, there were moments where a lot of Galaxy fans wanted Legette to be a leader. And then he ended up becoming for a few uh, games. Do you yeah, remember that? Not, when he was a little not, outspoken. Not, he was a little. Yeah, outspoken. a little bit. He was. He was becoming the. He was becoming more of the outspoken player than within the entire team. So a lot of people saw him as kind of like leading the charge I, I at think, that point. I think because of his uh, success with the national team, it made Galaxy the, his Galaxy expectations higher than maybe we should have. Uh, we should have put him. Um, I think that he is. He's a very solid um, squad player, but I don't think we should expect him to be a, a breakout star, especially with the way the Galaxy play. Who knows if he even is going to end up being a starter this year? If we're talking about bringing in a DP level cam or you know Sebastian Jovinko as Bobby well, wants to give him the, the yeah. DP money, um, <laughs> that's you know where, where does Legit fit in the lineup? He, you know you stick him out on the left probably, but. Um, you know that I don't think that that's the best position for him. So, I I think we should maybe ease off the level of expectation that we have for the Jet. Okay, uh, okay. I, I I will go right now. Okay, as far as for oh, me, oh. Um, I think that the um, I think Dave is right in that you know what he was doing with the national team, um, Galaxy fan expected the ex- uh, same level of play, same level of um, production, and it was a little bit unfair, um, but. For me, I think it's more about consistency. Um, you know, there were games where Legette was on fire, where he was, you know, scoring goals. I think there was like four or five games where he scored uh, a goal um, in each one of those games, one including like a scissor kick. I mean, the, the guy was full of confidence. And then the next three or four games, you forgot that he was on the field. Uh, you know, it didn't really play much of a factor. You know, it didn't really, um, you know, do anything productive. And so... What I believe, in my opinion, is that Greg Vanny, I think Sebastian Legette is has given the Galaxy everything he's going to be able to give. I just think Greg Vanny might be able to, to get it out a little bit more consistently um, than, uh, than previous coaches. Um, I, I just think that he'll be on a, um, oh, on, a level of, uh, on a level of where like, okay, he doesn't have to score every single game, but you're certainly going to know that he's on the field 
every single game. And I think that's important. Just the fact that if you're doing the little things, you know, don't end up on the score sheet, but if you're doing the little things and you're noticing it there and he's doing it on a consistent level, I think that's what probably what Greg Vanning will do for uh, Sebastian Legette. And, you know, ultimately that is a good thing. All right. Uh, so uh, moving on to the defense a bit, uh, I wanted to start with you, Lewis, on, on this one. Uh, the LA defense has been, you know, near the bottom of the league in the last four years. Uh, twenty twenty, they allowed the second most goals, eighteenth uh, worst total in twenty nineteen out of the twenty um, four teams. In twenty eighteen, they were nineteenth out of twenty three. So, uh, what uh, do you think is was it the style of play or is it the players? And do signings like Derek Williams, Jorge Villafana, and O'Neill Fisher? Uh, ultimately help improve this defense? Um, I think it's a little combination of both. But, I mean, a lot has to do with the players. There were, uh, I can name every single player that was on that back line and why they shouldn't have been on that back line. Um, And you can chop this up to the um, front office, uh, mostly pre uh, Dennis DeClose. Um, you know, you had uh, Shelvick, who was pro or who was said to be the next uh, Yella Van Dam who, if he would have stayed for three years, probably would have gone down as our greatest defender ever. Um, but, you know, went back uh, went back to Europe. Um, so you come in and you place him w- with Shelvick, and he's nowhere near that. You signed him for like four years. He's barely, barely coming off of the Galaxy payroll um, December 31st, yet he hasn't played in like two seasons. So, you know, that's bad business right there. You had the same thing with Michael Ciani. Um, I'm not sure if you guys remember him, but here's a guy that was not scouted. They never even saw him play. They just said, the guy's available, free transfer, cool. You know, let's sign him. And instead of doing it for half a season, they ended up doing it for two seasons. So again, bad business, had no business being there. Um, And the list kind of goes on. People, Gonzalez did not work out the way um, that they were hoping. A guy that had been in MLS, very successful in MLS when he was in Columbus, goes to Europe and uh, you know has a uh, has uh, you know a solid World Cup, and then you know okay, there it is. Here's a guy who's going to solidify that defense, and he turns out to be the worst defender on that back line. Um, and Rolf Felcher comes in, and you know the guy seemed to have been more offensive minded than defensive minded, which is fine if you were a midfielder, but not as a you know a guy on the back line. So he was really. Uh, caught out of position a lot of times, which, you know, led to a <laughs> lot of breakaway goals um, on his side, you know, wasn't really good one-on-one defending and, you know, to take all that and you're okay. He's not having a good game. So we're going to go ahead and switch this and we're going to tinker with this. You're not going to build chemistry. If you're not having the same back four, uh same four guys in the, in, in the back line, there's no way you can build chemistry. So, you know, there there was always something off with that defense. Um, and with the additions that we have, I think it um, you add depth with Fisher. Um, Derek Williams is, you know, I don't know anything about him. I've never seen him play. I don't know what type of style he has. Um, I'm pretty sure they signed him with the intention of him being a starter and not necessarily a depth player. Um, but he's recovering from injury. So they took a gamble uh, in signing him. But... No international spot used up. Um, no TAM used up. That's a gamble that you kind of want to take if you're able to make that signing. So I'm okay with that. 
Viafanga got in there. He plays. He replaces Insua. I think that's a lateral. You're not improving, but you're not downgrading either. You have a guy that's been around the league. He knows the league. That's probably like your, you know, your one plus over Insua. But I think you're kind of just kind of even there. So that's a good thing. Um, and then Julian Rahul, who probably won't be with the Galaxy the entire year. I'm pretty sure he's going to go off to Europe somewhere at some point in the season. So, um, you know, they address the issue. Whether or not they fix the issue, that, that's a different story. Well, can I, can, can I say something real quick, Lewis? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, th- th- throughout Lewis's entire rant here, he just gave me PTSD of our <laughs> defensive life. I'm, like, twitching and, and being incredibly scared because it's there's just there's no actual uh guarantee that this defensive lineup is going to be better than anything that we've had prior within the years i think the only for me personally the only person that i have faith in is viafania because he's literally lived in this you know ecosystem he knows mls he he's not he he's he's going to be intelligent on the ball and he's going to be intelligent in the back line He's not going to be a, a, a youthful player that's trying to do something more than he can or not. You know, he's, he's, he's going to be smart. So that's the only thing that I can see that is a positive. But other than that, everything that Lewis has said is just give me some crazy ass PTSD. And I'm and I'm just like, ah, shh, everybody's going to mess up. Everybody's going to mess up. <laughs> what do you think, Dave? Uh, look, the back line has been so poor over the last few years. I think that um, with even if Derek Williams is a depth guy, that is significantly more depth than we've had in in a long time. I thought the Depew and and um, Dance there is were good um, when they were allowed to be good. I think Depew hit a wall at some point and and just made mistake the kind of mistakes that a, a guy with his level of experience makes. Um, I think the outside the the significantly the outside backs are going to be play a big part in the way that we defend. And I think that the, the tactical setup that Greg Vanny is going to put forth is probably going to go a long way. So I, I feel better about the defense than I have in, in a long time. Again, we need to see it. We need to see it happen on the field. We need to see that chemistry build, but you know, I, I, I I'm not thinking about Mike Siani and uh, Jorgen Shelvick. All right, and then rounded it out with the defense. Obviously, is the goalkeeping position. Um, depth charts that I looked at have, again, you got to have a competition in training camp or preseason or something. Is it Jonathan Bond you think they're leaning more towards, or is it Klensman? I mean, what's the options there, and, and who do you guys think gets the nod? I, Bond, I, 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 can't believe, I can't believe we talked about the whole defense and we didn't talk about just what a poor – organizer of a defense David Bingham was like he was <laughs> insanely bad for the galaxy and yeah he had the most stops one year uh, you know his stats said the opposite but he still that doesn't make him a good player you know what I mean um w- what's crazy about Jonathan Klinsman with his checkered history aside with Landon Donovan and 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 stuff um yeah he he started a game. I remember this. Uh, we, he started a game. He got four goals put on him. And he was still, still the Galaxy fans went, that guy's not bad. He got four <laughs> goals put up on him. He went, pretty good. 
but I certainly think that um, that obviously the competition between the two Jonathans is going to be there. I think that Jonathan Bond has the edge um, simply because he's got a little bit more experience than Klinsman does at a, at a higher level. But um, but you know we'll, we'll we'll have to wait and see. Uh, again, like I'm, I'm sorry that we're coming on your podcast and we're just going like, yeah, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> That's most of the answers that we have. I think is, is we'll see. I no, proclaim <laughs> no hard takes given, right? Uh, but I think Jonathan Bond has the edge mainly because uh, Klinsman is uh, is out right now on a with, with a concussion, so he gets uh, he's probably not going to get to train. He was with the U23 team anyway. Um, so I think that maybe Bond has the edge in bonding with the team. That's all. I'll, I'll see myself out. <laughs> no, that's good. Um, like the conversations that we have, like we just we just did Dallas before we did uh, the pod with you guys. And he was talking about how helpful it was to listen to some of these guys that are in market with them or, you know, in teams that are in the Western Conference just because he doesn't get a rundown, even though if it's like, a, I guess we'll wait and see kind of thing. I think it is just that sometimes I think it's, you know, a matter of looking at personnel and then looking at the coach and go, yeah, I don't know how that's going to mesh. But at least it's some, like you're giving some background on what went wrong last year, because I know a lot of us don't know, you know, specifically what you guys see. Um, that a person that's just looking at bird's eye view is saying of the galaxy. So it's helpful for us. I think the best uh, assumption is what didn't go wrong last year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We, we get asked, you know, what were, what's the, you know, what's the bag, the, the galaxy's biggest, you know, issue in the off season or, you know, the, their biggest need. And I go, well, there's the goalie, the defense, the midfield and the striker. Um, you know, like, and, and the, the thing is, a, if you were to ask Galaxy fans, you would have those type of answers, every single one, um, you know, truer than the last, uh, which actually says that your real need is the replacement at the top, who isn't, you know, the guy who's been in charge of, you know, the team for the past five years. Um, but, um, yeah, and that's why we have to. That's why we have to say we have to wait and see because we have been optimistic before. Uh, we have been promised different results. We have been promised, um, you know, that things will be different. Back. Yeah, and then you know, we it's the same thing over and over again. So I, I think we've kind of just grown, uh, like, yeah, we're not falling for that again. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, so um, yeah, show us some, show us some proof before yeah. we 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 we, we yeah. plunk some stuff down. You know, right? You know, yeah, what I mean? yeah, that, and that's where you know we said, okay, this is it. This, this is the year. This is the coach. This is the player. This is the missing piece. And you know, we've been all of us have been uh, dead wrong. So you know, that's where the defensive. Well, we're we're gonna have to wait and see on that one because you know we can't look. We can't continue exactly. to look foolish. <laughs> one um, one thing one thing that I can say definitively though is. We're gonna look so good in this kit. Yeah, yeah. If we're, if we're losing, we're we're looking. No, 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 don't stylish. Yeah. Don't, that's stop. don't yeah. say that. No, 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 no. I don't. They're gonna. I do not want to say that kit. we look elegant losing. Do not say that. No. Ever no. gonna lose on the field with that kit, man? No, absolutely not. <clears throat> um, uh, going back to the the goalkeeper situation, um, I I agree with David. I think if I had to put my money on who would start, it's going to be Jonathan Bond, um, and it's simply because of the age and the experience. Um, but what I did like was that you signed two players where you didn't know who was going to be the starter. You know, when you signed David Bingham, you knew that he was going to be the starter. He had no competition. He didn't have to worry about losing his spot, and for the most part, he didn't. 
um, minus that one game that Klinsman, you know, started uh, late last year. Um, now you have two guys that appear to be perfectly capable of taking the other guy's position if one of them slacks off or if, you know, they have a, a, a bad uh, run of form. So if Bond does become the starter, he better be, you know, at the top of his game because there is a guy right there waiting in the uh, waiting in the wings just, you know, ready to take his spot if, well, I hope um, so. if need be. And, I hope, and, and like I said, that's I hope, a good thing. I hope that's I hope that's how it is, though, Lewis. I really yeah. do hope that, like, as soon as like blonde, I was gonna say blonde Bond slips, uh, that you know, Klinsman can just like sneak up in there. But I, I mean, we don't know. We don't know and, until the season begins. We don't. And, and this see, is... We will not know until we see how management and coaching actually truly manages the team throughout the games. These are just hypothetical fantasy. Yeah, like, and, and, and this is where the depth kind of play, uh, kind of plays a, a bigger factor here, in that you are developing a little bit more competition in in those um, in those positions. Last year, you had Danilo Costa, who was out uh, with injury the entire way through, so Unsua was not going to lose his starting spot. And even if he did, you know, you had a capable backup in Danilo Costa whenever again, he went different down. Management, though. Different management, right? right. Um, so but you had, have... but sometimes you had no choice but to okay, well, I have to put. You know, who do I put on the left? You know, and you had to just kind of make do with what you got. Same thing with, you know, the players on the right. So now you have uh, guys who can come in. Like like we said, we expect Derek Williams to be a starter, but we don't know if he is. So will Steris and people have to step up their game? Absolutely. Will, will Depew have to step up his, his game if he wants to see more minutes this season? Absolutely. Um, Fisher might have to step up. You know, I think he was brought in for depth. I don't think he was yeah. there to, to, become, to be, be a starter. But, you know... Um, the fact that there is competition on the back line and everyone has to elevate elevate their game, that is yep. a good thing. That yep. is a good thing. And I will say that that um in in that sense, we won't I won't say we'll wait and see. I think that in itself is a good thing. Um whether or not again, the wait and see is mm. how it actually happens on the field, but the competition is definitely a, a good thing and something that the galaxy have been missing for at least those four or five seasons where, you know, the defense has been absolutely horrible. But at the same time, wait and see. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Our last question, as always, to everybody is, what is a successful season for the club? So we'll start with you, Bobby. Um, is it just, you know, uh, improving from last year? Or is it, uh, you know, what's, a, what's successful it's for LA Galaxy? For me personally, a successful season, it has nothing to do with ranking or getting to the playoffs, um, even though that is something that I do want. But the successful season is seeing a cohesive team that can handle defense, midfield and attacking and to a level that is the highest level of MLS stature where we should be as the L.A. Galaxy. Uh, nothing less should be ever expected or or anything satisfied. Uh, I I've been incredibly dissatisfied and and uh, and and let down with what the galaxy has given us in the last few years. And that is not who we are. And I don't like you know the the entire league seeing us in that way. So that needs to change. For me, that is the most significant and most detrimental and changing situation that we need uh if we do it's 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 a lot more important than winning the league 
this year, even though I do want that. It's more important than winning the, the, the championship, even though I want that. But we need to show that we are a great team, cohesive team, and we are a, we're a team that works for each other and work well with each other. I think I've kind of answered that question earlier about, mm -hmm. you know, you, you need to take steps forward. You know, you don't necessarily have to win MLS Cup. It, but what Bobby was saying, you need to show that there's improvement on the field. The product on the field has to um, change significantly. Um, the, the sad thing is, is that um, the Galaxy uh, being the most successful team in the league, uh, the fans have always considered success MLS Cup. If you didn't win it, it was an unsuccessful season. Um, we've had to curb those expectations in the, in, you know, the past half decade and it hurts and it is unacceptable. Um, and so the fact that we have to say, well, we don't have to make the playoffs just, you know, move forward, or maybe the playoffs is a successful season, um, kind of shows you how far down this organization has fallen because, you know, we aren't. Um, you know, we aren't Orlando where, okay, we need to make the playoffs and that, then that's successful. You know, we're not Colorado or, or Vancouver. We're like, you know, making the playoffs is a, a successful season. You know, we were always well, Lewis, built on Lewis, winning can I ask MLS you this? Cups. Yeah. Can I ask you this real quick? Yeah. Is, is, but the reason we're, we're, we're not trying to do like a, a quick succession to the champions, to, to the MLS Cup is because we want a legacy for our team. We want an actual structure. Yeah. Right. And, right. And 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 that's what I'm saying. I think the expectation is you need to regain, you know, your identity. You need to you know, regain just like basic one-on-one stuff that the Galaxy have not been doing on the field. You know, just simple things that, you know, um, that you would expect from you know any team with with, with this type of history. So, uh, for me, I think you want to make a playoff appearance. Uh, but at the very least, like I said, I, I think you just need to Greg Vanney needs to show that this team is moving forward. It's getting out of that hole that it has dug itself into um, and that you're seeing signs of, you know, there is light at the end of this dark tunnel. Uh, finally. So uh, I think at the very least, maybe playoffs, but j just show me that the, the, the team is playing a lot better than it was you know, in 2020. And again, I think that's a very, very low bar. It's, it's hard to imagine that they would get, sink any lower, but you know, that's where we are right now. Um, I'll, I'll go a little bit of a different direction. In 2016, um, I said on our podcast, if we don't win every single trophy that we're competing for, it's a failure of a season. Um, whether that be the Desert Diamond Cup, which is now like the Sun Cup or whatever it's called, uh, you know, the Champions League, MLS Cup. Uh, we should be winning the Supporter Shield. We should be winning the, the you know, Guinness International Invitational against you know, Everton and Juventus or whatever, like those are all things that I would like, you know, that were my expectations level worse. Um, now, I think not so much for next season, but moving forward into, into the next era of MLS, um, my, my hope for this team, my expectation for this team is I want to be the team that everybody hates again, because we've fallen, we've fallen from that. Nobody hates the Galaxy anymore. They see us and they, they almost pity us. No, I want to be the bad guys of the league. That's who I want to be again. Uh, interesting. So three different <laughs> perspectives there on uh, what's successful. But uh, yeah, we just want to thank you guys for, for coming on here and uh, 
you guys want to plug uh, the show one more time um, and like where people can find the show? Uh, yeah, so um, we are at Ellie is Our House on uh, Twitter. Uh, we have, uh, we're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Spotify, we're on SoundCloud. 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 <laughs> um, during normal normal seasons and, and depending, uh, depending on this year, whether or not we get an actual schedule from MLS and in a reasonable time frame, um, we do a prediction show called Balls and Beers where every single week we go on record and make our picks who is going to win, who is going to lose, and what teams are going to draw. And it oh, is entire MLS. possible. The entire league, not just the Galaxy, everybody. We're picking Kansas City That's versus crazy. Vancouver. We're picking <laughs> It is. It's impossible. I am, I am the long-standing champion at the moment. Bobby I have the trophy the at home. Cha- champion. Bobby is the reigning champion, but I have achieved <laughs> in three seasons of balls and beers, I have achieved something that none of the, none of the rest of everybody could, could say. I have come in last place. Yeah. Every, single year i'm glad you're, I'm glad you're proud I'm glad and you're i hope and i hope to do it again i have a trophy that's uh, akin to the wooden spoon uh it's it's nice. a burnt it's a burnt uh paleta uh i don't i i, I don't know where it is right now it's it's somewhere in in the mess that's, that's how much that's how much you care about it that's how much you care about it <laughs> um Jeez, but but that's least. certainly something we encourage people to submit their picks to us so um look out on our twitter and our instagram both ellie is our house and we will be posting links where you can download the game sheet uh with the rules but basically we have people submit their picks and we game track it's fun it's absolutely ridiculous it's yeah you're never right you're never right nobody else nobody nobody (laughs) else in the league does it so uh, Logan and I will have to jump on. We'll send. You we'll guys send our are more predictions. than welcome to play balls and beers. It is the worst game you will ever play. For you <laughs> you Absolutely. Uh, so we look you forward. We look forward to that. We're 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 going to see. Wait and see what the schedule looks like. If we're able to get guests on, um, then we will gladly have you guys back and have have you guys give our give your picks for uh for a week. You know, somewhere awesome. within the MLS ethos. So. Awesome. Uh, yeah, look out, look out for that. And thank you guys so, so, so much for having us and let us ramble on. Uh, I think maybe this is longer than one of our regular podcasts. No, that's not true. We go longer. <laughs> no, we go way longer. I just got a complaint today. That's not to say. That's not to say you guys have the rest of your show to do. So we thank you so, so much uh, for for letting us come and play in this. Um, please, anybody who. Uh, is curious about the LA Galaxy, you can come and find us. Uh, check out our website, lazarhouse.com. Um, there's a whole plethora of other Galaxy opinions. Uh, if ours doesn't fit you, go look at one of the other one of our other counterparts. There is, uh, like, we have such a supportive Galaxy community. Nobody is competing or hating on each other. Everybody is just together. And it's really about building the culture of the Galaxy and of MLS. Very nice. Well, thank you guys for coming on, and we'll uh, we'll speak to you guys soon. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks right. a lot, guys. That was a lot of fun. Have a great Have a great show, guys. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. Man, I, this is like whoa. So. <laughs> All right, I'm starting recording. There we go. Okay. <clears throat> and that was LA is our house, uh, joining us there for an LA Galaxy preview. You can follow them at LA is our house on Twitter. Uh, they have a website, LA is our house.com. So, uh, yeah. So, 
Uh, Logan, what was your uh, main takeaway here from the state of the galaxy? Just wait and see. <laughs> um, no, as they were <laughs> saying, right? <laughs> as they were saying, it, like, it is. It's a very much... And you know what it is, I think, too, Jordan? I think it's a lot of... Uh, I think because they had been so successful, right? They'd been so dominant for that, you know, that latter half of a decade. I mean, just dominating teams, dominating the league. And then they get to kind of this decade and just not have had the same success that I think that they were accustomed to. And especially lately, um, being a team that, like they said, it's not a team that they hate anymore. It's a team. And David said that he said, you know, we're not a team that we hate, that people hate anymore. We're kind of the laughing stock. Like, it's kind of like, oh, we feel bad for you people. Um, But I think that that's where a lot of that, like, wait and see that Bobby was, Bobby was quick to remind them of is the you know we we don't know we the, this galaxy team has just not been uh, you, where you point to a good signing or a good you know move coaching wise or uh the front office moves or anything like that it's just been a wait and see kind of thing because i don't think that they've been able to kind of put a pin into what exactly is the issue and i do think that Vanny's probably the best option they have out there right now to try to solve this. And eventually somebody's going to solve it. This is a big market. Um, and I do think that they become a better team. However, I just don't see that this year's team is going to be, I actually think this team might be worse than it was last year. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. I'm disagreeing. You don't think so? No, I think this team's better than they were last year. But what uh, if they added that, that, I mean, they the defensive depth uh, one is going to be good. They've added actually a coach that has actually uh, been in MLS and been uh, successful in MLS enough to be able to hopefully turn it around for them. I think Chicharito is going to be better this year than he was last year. The question mark is the Pavon replacement for me. Um, but uh, really, you can find Pavons out there uh, in you know, South America, or if they do get Giovanco to to kind of tide them over until the, uh, you know, until the summer window. Um, But, you know, in this league, you can hang around and just kind of float until, uh, you know, June and then, or July, and then turn it on when those people come in and still make the playoffs, Um, or at least just be better than last year. And I think they will. Uh, this, This team, think of it this way. Even with their bad defense, they were pretty much Zlatan away from making just the playoffs, right? And, and that's one person who, of course, is scoring lots of goals. But if Chicharito can find it, his form and you make the defense better and the goalkeeper better, then, uh, then if you get a Zlatan, and I don't mean like, him i just mean like one more player that can put you over the top then you're going to be even better than you were when you just had zlatan you know uh is is how i feel um you know as soon as you took him out they were they were doa so Mm -hmm. the fact is if you can improve this defense which i think they did if you improve the goalkeeper which maybe it's a question mark but if you did improve it then uh you know, you're going to, you're, and the style of play is going to be better. You know, it sounds like it was really, you know, better Salato, uh, just wanting to play, whip it into the box. And it doesn't always suit the, uh, you know, the team as a whole. And, um, 
I think Chicharito will do better this year. I think it was just a rough year for him. Plus, uh, you know, it, it was just a weird year. COVID was just a weird year that I, I'll let people slide on that one. But if he doesn't have a good year this year, then, you know, it might be time to write that off. Well, I mean, I was just looking at this team. Like The comment came from just the fact that they lose their best player last year, and he's gone for good. They lose, you know, if Chicharito doesn't play well, then they've got, I mean, I wouldn't say worse, but I would definitely say they haven't made themselves any better. Uh, you know, I think with Fanny, he can add so much, but I think that, you know, you look at the teams above them, I'm looking right now, I would say San Jose made themselves better. I think LAFC are a lot better. FC Dallas, I think, have improved slightly. I think Colorado Rapids are a pretty good team. And then the top four, I don't. I think they're all pretty good teams. Yeah. So that leaves you with Vancouver, maybe. And I think Vancouver did get worse. I think that losing Montero mm-hmm. and losing some of the guys that they lost, I think that that might be a person they switched places with. Maybe San Jose. But again, I, that, I do think still... San Jose is, uh, is uh, like, they could potentially just be a disaster. Maybe, yeah. I could see that. Well, I then, could see Mateus Almeida losing right. the locker room and well, it sounds them like just has. shipping goals. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, Wando made a comment. I don't know if you saw that. He had been keeping an eye on um, that whole situation with Almeida, and, and it sounded like Wanda was more in the lines of like, "Dude, we know where you, yeah, you, we know the discussions you've been having." But again, when you look at that, when you look at the Western Conference, they're so stacked. I mean, is an eighth spot really? I mean, I guess it is from how far they've fallen down the table because they they're tenth. They were eleventh. Yeah, yeah, they could they could jump up. But you know what? I wouldn't actually be surprised. Uh, well, actually, no. They what, what year? Hold on, sorry. They were uh tenth. Um, I don't think RSL's gotten better. I don't think Dynamo's really gotten too much better. That I I think. Galaxy could safely be above them. And yeah, then you're looking at San Jose or Vancouver. I could see LA jumping Vancouver. If San Jose is so close to just, it could go either way, the way that yeah. they were playing last year. Yeah. That, yeah, I think it would be an improvement. And look, okay, if LA makes the playoffs at all, which I'm not expecting this year, but if they did, right. that's an improvement. And that's true. Yeah. I think uh, they should be happy. Uh, with that um and as long as they're looking better right that's what that's right. what our guest said too as long as they kind of look more cohesive yeah. the la galaxy fans probably hate me now but uh, <laughs> i don't know i just don't see like I, you know if chicharito's good then obviously it changes the whole complexion but again i they got worse today with pavone leaving in my opinion i, I think that was such a crucial part he created so many chances for them when they, I mean, they were really lacking in chances created, and he's the reason why they were creating anything. Because again, Sebastian Legette is just not the same player when he's playing with them, uh, whether it's motivation or anything like that. The kid that's coming over, it's going to take some time to adjust. Pavone, you lose depth there, then you're trying to figure out what the heck you put on that left wing, because I just don't see what. And again, the formation I think might change too with Vanny, but I, I just don't. They're getting older that we didn't even talk about the two midfielders that one just completely out of form. I forget the guy's name. I think it's I don't even want to guess. Um, then you've got I think it's uh, in the it's DeSantos as the number six. He's 35 or something like that. 
So you look at, you know, those players, you look around them. I think the defense gets a Jonathan little bit better. Is 30. Yeah. Um, is he... Giovanni Dos Santos is no longer on there. So, yeah. Uh... So, I don't know. It, it just seems, it just seems like the team is not, uh, there's nothing there that you look at and go, okay, we, we got a lot better in that position. I think they will add some more before the season. I do too. Like you uh, said, I think Danny is going to be players. a draw. Uh, plus, yeah. playing in LA is going to be a draw. Uh, but yeah, I mean, other other than that, just wait and see. Yeah, there you go. There's the motto. Uh, <laughs> if you want to follow us, you can reach us on Twitter at Stateside Show, Instagram at Stateside Show, Facebook.com slash Stateside Show, email. Statesideshow at gmail.com. Logan and I are also on Stoppage Time Soccer Show with our friend Matt Hartgrove. That's on Twitter at Stoppage Show, Facebook.com slash Stoppage Time Soccer Show. Email Stoppage Time Show at gmail.com. Instagram Stoppage Time Soccer Show. And Logan and Matt will be joining me for the first episode of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier recaps over on my Marvel podcast, which is uh, To the Infinity Saga and Beyond. You can find that on Twitter at T.O. Infinity Saga. Uh, or, you know, uh, it's in my bio, too, if you just go to at Cravens86 on Twitter. Uh, I'm also on a podcast about Superstore, the NBC show that's ending, uh, like, in two weeks. So you can follow me there as well. That's that TBR podcast. It's called The Break Room. Whew. Uh, other than that, that uh, uh, that's pretty much everything. So I hope everybody enjoyed our talk with LA is our house, and we will catch you all next time. Tomorrow throwing his body in. It's going to fall for Ibrahimovic. Oh, come on. Come on. Thank you for listening to Stoppage Time Soccer Show. We hope that you continue to listen to our show as we recap the u.s men's national team americans abroad mls usl this is stateside soccer show presented by stop it's time soccer show have a good one